Amy Novogratz is the co-founder of Aquaspark, a global investment firm focused on aquaculture. They invest in companies and founders throughout the entire supply chain, helping to make sustainable seafood available for everyone. In this episode, we cover Amy's upbringing in New York and the environment growing up with six other siblings, why her health issues gave the foundation an attitude of going big, her passion for aquaculture and Aquaspark's priorities going forward, and Amy's best advice for people wanting to create an interesting life and career. All opinions expressed by Christopher Vonheim or his guests on this podcast are only their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Bin. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Christopher Vonheim as a specific reason to invest or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This episode is produced by William Fransen. What do you tell to people who ask you for advice to succeed or to have a career like you have? Do you have any general advice or do you just say to people that they should follow their curiosity and make their own journey their own? You know, I think they should they should meet as many people as they can. They should listen and be open to people. Um, I think, uh, you know, people always say, find what you like to do. I have to say like 80% of what I do, I don't actually like. Um, but I love being a part of this world. I feel really lucky that I get to be a part of the conversation around kind of our future food system and change. And I think find something that you're really grateful to participate in, um, uh, you know, that you're kind of, uh, again, honored to be a part of, proud to be a part of, um, that to me, that's almost more, that's what gets you to show up every day, um, more so than, oh, I'm going to have fun at work today. Uh, it's up to you to figure out how to enjoy whatever you're doing. Like, right, that's a, that's a lens you put on. Um, the work doesn't necessarily have to be enjoyable to you. Um, and, and again, yeah, just meet people and, and, and find something and commit to it. I mean, I think, uh, part of the problem is that there is so, there is so much we can all do, but like figuring out what your piece is and just driving it forward is going to be the most kind of effective way forward. But I think that's, you know, that's such a good point because you touched upon like, you know, every day is not going to be an easy day. And I mean, reading up on you and reading your stories, like it was super inspiring because like you you mentioned it earlier, like in this conversation, you had some health issues growing up, but it also just seems like you have committed to just sort of like pull through and like just keep on going. So, I mean, it's easy to say that, but to actually manage to go through those hurdles and continue do you know why you have been able to do that? Or is it just like in, ingrained in you that you just keep on going when you have challenges? You know, I, I think it goes back to the lens I kind of talked about before and, like, and kind of making, like creating your own perspective of how you see things and, and, and how you want things to be. Um, I mean, it's definitely not always easy, right? I, I, I think I'm a little bit of a fighter. I think um, I kind of talked before around... Uh, uh, being baffled by design not working for all. And there's kind of a toughness in me around wanting things to change and wanting things to be different. I, I typically stick my teeth into something and I, I don't let go until it is what it is. So I think it's, 
it's character, it's it's lessons learned, it's a lot of help, a big community of people that I'm building with. Um, it's I've gotten a lot wiser with practice around understanding kind of the best use of where I put my energy and, and not letting things affect me if they don't have to, about knowing kind of what's urgent and what's actually not as urgent as everybody thinks it is. Um, and that that was a hard process to kind of get to the point where you can navigate that and feel like you're doing it well versus everything being on fire all the time. Um, and I think I'm just someone that, uh, I mean, I remember at one point someone said to me, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like if I were you, I would just stay on the couch. And I was like, like for how long? Like you just stay on the couch and, and do like, like just spend my life on the couch watching like television. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'd rather actually be out there in the world, working with people, feeling like I'm making a contribution, um, meeting people. I mean, I think there's this, there's this it's kind of moment right now where we're supposed to not value busyness and we're supposed to really value like taking care of ourselves and nurturing ourselves. And I think once we transition through it, it's going to be a really good moment of really learning to listen to ourselves. But I don't think it means not working hard, not pushing yourself forward, not being busy. And um, we all want things to be different. And they're not going to get there unless we do the work. And anyone kind of in this world can tell you how hard the work is to, to change behavior, to change systems, to build something that's never been done before. Um, I think uh, we need to figure out really kind of the balance between valuing both of them, where you're bringing your real self to that table to do it and you're honoring yourself. And I think once we have kind of systems of change that actually are more inclusive um, some of the stuff that's so hard right now won't be. I think that that's the frustrating thing that some of the really hard stuff um, could be avoided. The, I, 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 was, uh, we, I was in uh, uh, China for a uh, seafood show actually, climbing Mount Laoshan and I met uh, the, the altar of the God of alleviating unnecessary suffering. And it was such a clear moment to me of like just be, knowing to define necessary suffering versus unnecessary suffering and made the choice at that moment not to ever suffer unnecessarily. Like we suffer enough as is, let's not suffer when we don't have to. And, and I, think, I think it's somewhere in there. It's a convoluted answer, but it's in knowing yourself, knowing what works for you, listening to yourself, knowing others, helping take care of them and impart lessons with them, but also forging forward and getting it done. If you like this episode and the content we create, please make sure to check out our newsletter called The Bin Letter. More information is in the show notes. If you want to watch this episode as well, please head over to our YouTube channel and make sure to subscribe to the channel. This episode was produced by William Fransen.